Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. All right, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2016. This is our very first Modern Love radio blog since the New Year, and we're excited, so you know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about resolutions. Every year we look at this new leaf and say, I choose to write something new on my new leaf. And our guest this evening says, forget your resolution. She says, let's have a revolution instead of resolutions. We're going to welcome to the show this evening Kendi Gill, who's a former CEO who says affirmations are often worse than useless because they fool us into believing we're doing something to fix our problems when we're not. And she's going to explain how to go from getting to the root causes of our weight, relationships, or money problems so that lasting change will really be possible. How about that? Lasting change in 2016. All right, here we go. Welcome to the show, Kendi Gill. Thank you, Dr. Brenda, and Happy New Year to you, too. Happy New Year. Now, why do you say affirmations don't work? There are so many people who are devoted to affirmations. That's right, and that's probably why I wanted to speak about it, because we, we and I and, uh, just want to explain, I myself did try affirmations, so everything I share comes from personal experience, and some of the things that I'm trying to highlight now are designed to help cut the corners for some of the people that are still busy thinking they're doing something. The bottom line is... The state that we're in and the things that we're not able to achieve when it comes to relationships or whatever, wherever we might be stuck with our money or whatever we might be stuck with our own body, the bottom line is all of that is coming from all these hidden beliefs that are tucked in our body. And so affirmations are basically like putting a layer on top of the mess that already resides inside. Mm. And it's sort of... It's the equivalent of trying to create this fantastic cake outside of the door and we're having to look for the ingredients and the special recipe and how to create it and put all the effort in when this sort of absolutely lusciously decadent, amazing thing already resides inside and all we've got to do is actually open the door and find the key to the door and then the rest just falls into place. So it's looking in the wrong direction. So what you're saying is affirmations just hit the top layer and lay more stuff on top of what's in there. And we've got to go deeper. So, Kendi, how did you get started on this journey? You said everything comes from personal experience. It always does. It always does. Yeah, I went through my fair share of adversity, as most of us do in life. Um, and, And often we don't realize that the adversity is designed for us to find somehow the silver lining behind it. 
Um, I used to be a, a CEO of a corporation with 3,000 people, and through something outside of my control, the buyer for one of our biggest customers decided to take a bribe, and unfortunately, we ended up losing a big percentage of our business, and so I decided to close the rest of it down. Um, soon after that, um, having spent like 20-plus years of my life in that organization, I then found my faith in sort of the spirit or something bigger than us also broken because one morning my sister woke up and went off to try and meet some friends for brunch. And as she was driving to go and meet them and drop off her son first at the nursery, um, a crow hit her windscreen and unfortunately her car swung up into the air and landed in a tree. And amongst numerous injuries that in, sort of involved her lungs collapsing, her ribs being broken, her ear being ripped off, her thumb being ripped off, the worst was several breaks in her back, one of which left her paralyzed. Um, and this was just like weeks before she, myself, and my other sister were planning on walking the London Marathon overnight. And had she not been, had she not been training for the marathon, I guess maybe her life might have been taken away that day when the car accident happened. Um, wow, that is such a sad thing. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's right. So, but these were part of the hits that I had to experience to be able to start seeing and understanding that there's something bigger than us that's outside of our control that's determining what's going to happen each day. So what's the point of suffering and what's the point of calamity and adversity? And then eventually, just to make sure that I pulled the rug out from underneath my feet properly, we then decided to emigrate to a new country. We left England and came to Canada and this was my first time of really experiencing life sort of inside my head and just me without my old family, my family, sort of my friend structure, my family structure, my old identity as a corporate woman, whatever it was that I was holding on to, it all disappeared in this new land that I landed in. Um, and that's when I became um, acutely aware of me and then the thoughts inside my head. <laughs> mm, so what kind of thoughts were rolling around inside your head? There was total loss, total loss and devastation and a lack of understanding of, oh, my God, I put this many years into a career and only to see all of that come to a collapsing halt. I'm putting all this effort into exercising and maintaining my body, and yet at the swing of a button one morning, something from outside of me could determine that you're no longer going to have your limbs like had happened to my sister. And then all these heart-centered relationships we have with our family and loved ones and so much of our life centers around belonging. So what happens if they're not there and then you're suddenly on your own? So, so you were happens? going through a lot of fear thoughts. What if this happens? Well, look what happened to my sister. Gee, anything bad could come along at any moment and I would be devastated. And I was falling into sort of like almost um, an analysis paralysis where I was reviewing everything that had happened and it was sending me down a spiral of negativity. Yeah, and that, yeah. And that's where, obviously, you clamber. You clamber to try and get yourself out of the hole of negativity. And so affirmations and trying to put a positive intention forward and all these things were part of the path that I was following in an attempt to sort of reclaim my happiness. Mm -hmm. um, but the more I tried and the harder I tried with my head the faster I became aware that all these things that I was attempting were getting me nowhere very fast. It was almost like sort of trying to pull yourself out of quicksand, but mm -hmm. <laughs> you're being sucked So you're back attempting in. all these different things. Now, what are some of the things that you hit on before you came to this new method that you're going to share with us in a few minutes? 
Um, I was doing what most of us would do. So I was looking at all the idols around me and saying, okay, these people are giving me some principles. Let me try and learn from them. So it came down to I read Deepak Chopra's books. I read the Eckhart Tolle New Earth book, The Power of Now, Presence. Um, I read The Four Agreements by by Miguel Ruiz. Um, I mean, I probably read myself to death, I would think, with the amount of concepts I was hearing about that were basically telling me that my thoughts and what was happening in my my head could change. And yet none of the principles that were being shared, really, I was able to access. Okay, um, so you heavy, were using that the method of was, reading as a way to heal. And of course oh, you've got I used, some great concepts. And yeah. of course you're exposed to some really uplifting and powerful things. And at the same time, we have to look deeper. So what was the deeper method that you found? What did you discover was going to make a difference for you? I discovered that my reality, and in fact anybody's reality, is not a set of random things that are arising at our door. And the fact is that this reality is one that we're creating ourselves. Um, But we're creating it by a set of thoughts and conditionings and patterns and things that are now lost and unknown to us. So they're hidden, and they're hidden deep in the cells of our body. Now, how did you hit on this, this method, (laughs) where you're looking at the cells of the body? I was looking at every solution. I'd looked at energetic solutions. I'd trained in Reiki level one and level two. I'd I'd done a lot of work on... So you discovered something called the Dalian method. Am I saying it right? That's right. As you were searching. Now, what is that exactly? Can you explain that to us? Well, first of all, um, the miraculous thing was that the Dalian method is created by a mystic who had written a book, and that book fell off the shelf um, in one of our local bookstores. Uh, that's how I came, a- I came about discovering this. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I love it when books jump off shelves or yeah, all of a sudden right. you're, you're driving along and you hear something, that's you know, right. as you're listening to your favorite blog and all of a sudden, bam, that's the right. window opens and what you need is right there. Now, those exactly. who have questions about New Year's resolutions and have questions yeah. about how to really transform a specific area of your life, if you're listening live, you can call us and join the conversation at 347-989-0776. That's 347-989-0776. Or hit me back on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Brenda Wade. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We've always got some great advice up there for you and information you can use. So the Dalian method is what you say is much better for us to look at than doing affirmations or resolutions. What does it offer? Basically what it does, it's basically like an antiviral sort of computer program, except it's an antiviral computer program for human beings. Um, So that's the easiest way to describe it. It's a mathematical system that involves finding the things that are actually hidden in the cells of our body and that are now forgotten by us, not only finding them, releasing them, then looking behind what actually caused those experiences to happen and those conclusions to be drawn, 
then discovering the lesson behind them, and then finally grounding the new change and the consciousness change in the body so that the changes in your behavior become permanent. So it does all of that in a very systematic and mathematical way. Um, Okay, so we're talking about something like uh, those who this year would love to transform their relationships, their love lives. What's the first thing they would do? Because this is Modern Love Radio. We want to know how our love lives are going to get better because, you know, this year, this we have declared at Modern Love Radio is our year of modern love mastery. So what would the Dalian method offer for someone who wants a better love life? Basically what it brings is it brings you into a state where you yourself start to represent unconditional love and you begin to overflow with love for yourself and total compassion and understanding for everybody around you. The judgments fall away, the opinions fall away, the division falls away, the idea of separation falls away. Your body actually begins to rekindle and all the energy in terms of an orgasmic type energy begins to resurface inside you. And anything that has caused you to feel like there was some sort of polarity between you and the person that you're with, those those gaps that have arisen, they get, those wounds get erased and mended and systematically dissolved. And that is the part of my story that I didn't share at the beginning. So when I moved to my new country, my relationship with my husband began to fall apart under all the stress that we were under. And that became my key motivator to actually do something about my life and try to put it back together again. Mm. And everything that I've done has been work that I have done just on myself and despite the fact that he has not entertained working with the Dalian method directly on himself, despite that fact, the changes have still arisen. So the changes arose in your relationship because of the work that you did? Is that what you're saying? That's right. Wow, that's powerful because so many people think, and I've had people come to my seminars and workshops and say, you know, my my partner doesn't come, the relationship won't change, and I have to validate what you're saying. I certainly have seen one person changing actually change the relationship. So this is true. So if you were counseling someone or Mm -hmm. inviting them into the Dalian method, what is the first thing you would have them do to get to this state of overflowing with unconditional love and having orgasmic energy arising in their bodies this sounds delicious how do we get that (laughs) okay so the first thing just so that i'm not misleading anybody that's listening to us this is a process so it's like taking layers off of uh, off of your of an onion right so you're working or taking your clothes off maybe since we're talking orgasmic energy that's right (laughs) making your clothes off. So, for example, um, if you have had quite a lot that's built up in terms of the division between you and your partner, you've got to systematically work through all those layers and all those clothes that you're wearing that that is keeping you away. So the layers, I'll describe them. One might be your judgments of whatever's happening and therefore the opinions. Another layer might be the competition that's going on between the two of you. Another layer might be the manipulation that's going on to get your own needs met. Another layer might be the control that's happening. So what happens is if we're willing to actually address how we're behaving, 
each time we work with the Dalian method, one layer of clothing comes off. And that now, how do you get in touch with, because the hardest thing in the world is for people, any of us, to see ourselves and to see that we're behaving, as you said, in a competitive or judgmental way. How do you get in touch with that using Dalian method? Well, that's the neat thing, because it doesn't involve the mind, so it completely bypasses the mind. And the system is created in such a way that all it does is it just looks at what's stuck, like what is in the way, because we're already love, we're already unconditional love, we're already everything we're looking for. So So you're saying we're already that, and the idea here is to get in touch with the things that are getting in the way of us experiencing who we really are. Is that where we're headed? Absolutely. So what the method does is it just basically says, like, okay, you're almost like a container, a vessel that's containing a lot of rubbish that you really don't need anymore. So as long as you're willing to sort of offload the things aren't working for you, and even with that, the mind isn't involved because the cells in the body automatically have all the experiences and the history um, logged. And so the way that matter created this system was done in a way where without our thinking, she just takes you to the parts of the body where everything's stored. Some of okay, so we work with getting in touch with the body. Now, we need to break it mm-hmm. down because yeah, this is kind ahead. of an abstract thing we're talking about. Hard for okay. people probably to see it or understand it in yeah. the way that we're going at it. So right. the very first step, we have... People here, our listeners, our beautiful, mm-hmm. lovely listeners who are saying, <laughs> I'm single, I'm lonely. Yes. Maybe I'm in a relationship and it's not fulfilling. That's What's right. the very first thing I need to do so that I can change this in 2016? This is my fondest intention, hope, dream for 2016. I want love. I want to experience that orgasmic, fabulous feeling that you described. How do we okay. get there? What's the first Okay, thing? so you you get there from where you're at. So you get there by being completely honest with where you're at. So the process is actually the speediest version of it now for adults is a seventy four minute verse seventy four minute process. And so basically you honor what's going on first so that the rest can then unfold. And okay, that's why so the first really so step clever. is, I'm going to break it open, okay, because we need yeah, to really stay in like a one-minute snapshot here. So yeah. everyone who wants better love, the first thing you do is assess what's going on now. We start okay. with, this is really what's going on for me, and that includes, because uh, I looked at some of your your material, Candy, and mm-hmm. what you're saying here is that we need to be aware that the mind can be a tyrant and be relentless, sometimes insisting that we're not good enough or sometimes insisting we have to be perfect, and on and on and on. So when you say become aware, is part of it noticing that your mind is doing that to you? Most of us are not capable of seeing what our mind is doing because most of us think we are the mind. And that's why this system is so clever. Because okay, well, it let's stay with what we do. Hold on, hold on, because yeah. I want to be really clear for our listeners. Okay, go ahead. What we want to do is figure out what the first steps are, because we want people to take something away that's really important. So the first step is you're not your mind. 
You're not your You're mind. You're not your mind. So we start the there. Symptoms, that's the first step. Yeah, that's the first step. Second step is the symptoms you are experiencing, whatever those symptoms are. So if it's a sense of loneliness, if it's a sense of inadequacy, if it's a sense of um, depression or sadness, whatever that symptom is, it's basically designed to help you. So that's the second step. So you want to say whatever it is I'm feeling is designed to help me, and then we have to clearly frame a question, right? How can this help me? Where can this lead me? That's right. And so there, what happens for most of us is we want our mind then to assist us. So we want to ask our mind a question. Okay, so instead of asking our mind a question, what are we going to do? What are we? What actually we do with this process? Okay. Is is what we actually do is we honor what's going on. So, for example, a process process might begin with, "I am alone," or "I feel lonely," or it might begin with, "I am afraid." It will always begin with the things that we are suppressing and hiding in our body. Nice, because not, it's not very important. And I, I know this certainly from my own work. It's important for us to be with the feeling because when we suppress Absolutely. it, then the body has no choice but to give us more symptoms. All right, so let's fast forward. We only have five minutes left. No problem. Is it possible, is it possible mm-hmm. for you to give a tool to our listeners who really want 2016 to be their year of love mastery, is it possible for you to give them a tool that would be the revolution you want them to have in 2016 and to have that love? Okay, so the tool that I would offer today would be about their breath and their suppressions. So... If we feel like crying, what we tend to do is hold our breath back and swallow back the tears. If we've been let down, we tend to swallow back the thoughts and not express them. So if I could offer all our listeners one tool only today, it would be to say that everything that's happening in your reality is happening for a reason. And your voice is there for a purpose. It is not supposed to be something that you swallow back or hold back on. So if you feel like crying, my advice would be let the tears flow, but then once they've flowed, to actually finish the process with an outward breath, like an outside puff, so that there is some distance being created between the emotion you're feeling as it's leaving your body. If you're in a conversation with somebody and you're feeling disappointed, and you're feeling upset, then instead of swallowing back the disappointment and the regret, in an objective way, attempt to express it, but without a charged emotion, so that you're taking responsibility for your emotion, however, without the blame or judgment associated with it. So express feelings without blaming, without judgment, And give an example. How would you express a feeling without blame or judgment? How would that sound? For example, so you're wanting to have a conversation with your partner, and he's only got two minutes available on the phone to talk to you, and you're wanting to have a 10, 15-minute conversation. (laughs) So at the end of a two-minute conversation, you're going to feel disappointed. So 
instead of expressing that disappointment with that sense of judgment or upset that he didn't make available more time, that would be said in the way that it, it would have a neutral context to it. So it would be Fred or Bob or whatever. Um, I'm really glad that we spent those two minutes talking today, but I just need you to understand that I would have appreciated it if you could have had more time available because there was more I wanted to share. So that you're taking full responsibility for the fact that you actually have a bigger need than the two minutes and the fact that you've honored the two minutes that you did receive, <laughs> but there's more that needs to be done. There's more so that done. needs to be done, yes. That's right. Beautiful. So non-judgmental uh, communication is always a challenge, and I'll add one thing to that if you don't mind. I always Absolutely. like to start with what I call the soft opening, which is honoring what I did get, what did work. This is, you know, there's more to talk about. And I always like to go to a solution. When might we talk again so that yeah. we could complete this and go to the solution? Because I find that that leaves um, the conversation in a place where something is still moving forward. That's right. So That's right. Now, you get to have the last word. It's 2016. <laughs> First yes. of all, what are you going to do this year? What are your sights set on, Kendi, and how are you approaching this new year? Okay, so my sights are actually set on um, speaking more publicly. Um, I'm hoping to actually be presenting at women's conferences and conventions and at um, events for corporations. And how are um, you going to manifest that in your life? Because that's a great okay. goal. So the way that I'm going about doing that is I've become a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. Okay, I've taken so on the role of external things, but I'm really asking right. about using this method. Do you use that oh, method to manifest what you're doing? Absolutely. None of it none of anything that's happening in my external world, none of it has arisen until I actually dealt with the internal insecurity stroke fear. So in my case, regarding this speaking, the topic that I'd like to share is that I actually had a fear to shine and I had a fear to be successful. Would you believe? Mm. Yes, I believe it, and I think a lot of people share that fear. You're not alone. So for you, you dealt with first. I deserve to shine, and you got to a place where you worked through whatever was in the way for you. And Absolutely. you were using this that method. Fear. Yeah. You cleared, I cleared the fear, that fear out, out by being present with it, acknowledging that it's there, expressing it, having an out-breath, and those are steps, everyone, that you can take to to kick off your new year. Kendi, thank you so much for sharing with us. And for those who'd like to get in touch with Kendi and learn more about her, you can reach her at www.kendi, that's K-I-N-D-I-G-I-L-L, www.kendigill.com. Kendi heals with the Dalian method, and she says that permanent changes can take place in our DNA and get rid of old patterns that get in the way of us manifesting all of our dreams in 2016. So stay with us and tune in next week when we have a special guest with us who is going to take us even further on our journey. We have Dr. George 
Zug, okay, I'm going to say it right, Zigurides, who's going to talk about energizing your life. And then the week after, we have John, Tom Scardia, who's going to talk about the business of mastery, followed by Dana Steele, 101 Ways to Rock your world. And if you're ready to rock your world and you are listening to this blog before January 9th and 10th, join me for a two-day live intensive Create Your GPS for 2016. And it's not the GPS you might think of because we have a choice to make. Will it be misery or mastery in 2016? Thank you to our producer, LeGrand Green, to our associate producer, Cliff Dunning. Many thanks to our guest tonight again, Kendi Gill, for sharing her wisdom with us. And Happy New Year, everyone. This will be your best year yet. Expect it and work for it. Blessings. Good night. Oh, 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 oh,